Money FM 89.3, the best of the breakfast huddle. Why it matters on Money FM 89.3. Money FM 89.3. Good morning. It's the Breakfast Huddle. I'm Elliot Danker. It's time now for Why It Matters. You know, losing a job is never a nice experience. And you've probably heard someone tell you this line before. I'm sorry, but due to the current economy, the company has made the tough decision to reduce our staff size. Yeah. And that's where, you know, either you have experienced or a friend of yours has experienced that dooming realization that you've lost your job. Well, the Singapore government ex- has expressed multiple times that you need to equip yourself with in-demand skills as shortening economic cycles and increasing market volatility bring about more frequent employment shocks. So you've got this hype around the word upskilling. Because, you know, is, is it as important as what it seems to be, is a question I'm asking. Would you invest in upskilling and would that really change the trajectory to something more positive? Well, on the line to talk to me about upskilling and dealing with these employment shocks is Nick Hutton, Regional Director Asia at D2L. Good morning, Nick. Good morning, Elliot. How are you today? I'm very good, sir. And quite looking forward to talking about this topic called upskilling. Quite a bit of hype around it. But what is your opinion of it? Is it as important as it's made out to be? Uh, yes, definitely. Um, and I think, uh, you know, the comments you made earlier on about the terrible shock of, of losing a job uh, and what the government is saying in Singapore right now around upskilling and reskilling. If you look uh, at the opportunities in Singapore, I mean, there are many, there are many, many options. Uh, the Ministry of Manpower, MOMs, uh, Continuing Education and Training, or CET as they call it, Master Plan, through the Skills Future Initiative, which focuses on developing an integrated high-quality system of education and training, but more importantly, responds to constantly evolving industry needs. Mm. And, and the idea is that it starts to foster a culture that supports lifelong learning. So if you, if you look at that plan and you simply go on to the Skills Future website, you'll see there are you know, so many opportunities available. As examples, for, uh, for example, there are many institutes of higher learning, IHLs, that deliver CET courses. In fact, at D2L, we're working closely with the five polytechnics and the ITE to help them deliver a range of CET courses by providing them with the best education technology platform, which then supports their teachers to deliver those courses. And in addition, there are a growing number of what are called, and I'm not sure if you've heard of this phrase, micro-learning course providers yeah. or micro-credentials. And that's a very good way to upskill yourself. MLCs, micro-learning courses, are typically designed by top institutes. They're self-paced digital courses. They're delivered in bite-sized sessions, sometimes as little as 10 to 15 minutes a session. Mm. And the idea is that you get certified in industry-related skills anytime, anywhere, on any device. But one of the keys for an individual is they need to understand what their own, uh, their own uh, work-life learn balance is. In other words, what kind of commitments they have. You know, they need to make a choice as to what kind of delivery suits them. Should it be fully online? Should it be blended? which is a mixture of online and face-to-face, 
or should it be fully face-to-face? And that's up to them in terms of their own commitments. But interestingly enough, all of those options across CET courses, micro-learning, micro-credential courses, are available across Singapore very, very readily. Mm. Nick, I learned a very difficult lesson earlier this year because I myself went on a journey of upskilling. I spoke to a career coach and his words for me was, don't expect people to look at you differently just because you've gone and upskilled yourself. It is about approaching it with the right angle and what you're going to do with these skills. Could you advise us, how can one upskill themselves the right way? Yeah, I mean, upskilling basically is about developing skills that are not necessarily ones that you graduated with, right? They they need to be current and they, they need to be skills that employers are looking for today and in the future. Uh, and, and that's based upon the continuing evolution of work and learning, which, as you know, is changing all the time. It's also the process of taking your skills and knowledge in a certain area to a new level. And, and uh, uh, the, the reason it's important to understand which are the right skills for you to go for is that um, it's been reported, I think Gallup produced a report not too long ago, that the cost of replacing an individual employee can range from one and a half to two times the employee's annual salary. So for an an employer, upskilling is a much smaller investment than hiring and training a new worker. You know, as you reskill employees, you create a more well-rounded, cross-trained workforce that can increase your, your, your company or your organization's effectiveness. Now, that's upskilling. Mm. Now, on reskilling, it's just slightly different. So reskilling involves learning new skills so you can do a different job. Mm-hmm. Both are critical given what we know about the future of work and learning. So, so the advice really is to look at the job you're doing today understand where that job is going to, what's Mm. going to happen to it. Mm. Is AI, is machine learning, are all the things that are happening in the fourth industrial revolution going to change the structure and style of that job and require you to upskill to stay in it? Or should you look at another job that may be complementary to what you're doing now or another set of skills and then reskill yourself to move into that kind of a role. Mm. It's reinventing yourself in that sense. Although, I mean, we have been using the word upskilling because of the emergence of tech, as you were mentioning. But how do I view this situation? I mean, you've got a lot of tech layoffs happening recently, you know, Meta, Twitter. How should I approach upskilling in this sense with regard to the tech sector so that I can cushion myself from these potential shocks? Well, I think it's the same it's the same concept. I okay. mean, whether you're in the whether you're in the tech sector or any other Uh, sector uh, in the organization you're working in, you've still got to look at uh, your role. You've got to look at the roles that are required. You've got to look at the way your skill set is going to have to evolve over time. Mm. And and if you feel that you need to upskill yourself in the role you're in to give yourself a better opportunity to stay where you are, then you need to do that. I mean, upskilling definitely gives employees a higher level of insurance as protection from the current volatility and employment shocks. Mm. I mean, they're seen as they're, they're naturally seen as more valuable to the organisation. If 
if an organization is making a decision on, on who they're going to have to release, then they're obviously going to look at the skill sets of those individuals, right? Mm. So, so if the skill sets of one individual is different to another individual and they're releasing one person, then it's important you're that person that's not being released. But the key here, as far as I'm concerned, it's, it's, it's absolutely critical that employees take responsibility for their own upskilling yeah. and don't just leave it to somebody else. Yeah. Yeah. You know, there's a very interesting stat that came out of the World Economic Forum, uh, and it's not, it's not replying directly to your question, but it's a fascinating stat. Uh, came out of the World Economic Forum uh, a few years ago, and it reported that 65% of today's school children will graduate into jobs that do not yet exist, <laughs> right? Now, if you put that into the perspective of sitting in a job in a technology organization that's going through some of the challenges they're going through, then you can understand that you've got to be continually involving, and the words you put correct, reinventing yourself to make sure you're relevant to the organization. Mm. It is important. I totally agree with you that the employee takes the initiative there, but how crucial is the relationship between employee and employer in the sense that the employer being open to allow the employee to upskill, maybe give a suggestion or two as to where the company might be headed and working around a work schedule? Yeah, I mean, um, you know, the, the, the bottom line is whatever the, the state of the organization, the evolution of the organization, uh, an organization's people are their strategic strategic advantage or you know they generally well should be right um and and obviously the the employees need to be given professional develop uh, development opportunities that sharpen their skills align what they're learning to business outcomes and make them want to stay and grow with the organization organizations need to make training and upskilling a talent attraction engagement and retention tool I mentioned just now about the cost of replacing an employee who leaves the organization. So, so it is absolutely critical that employers take that initiative as well. I absolutely agree with you. It's an individual's responsibility, but the individual needs to be given the platform and the environment to be able to go and make those choices. You know, maybe, maybe it's a level of sponsorship from the company mm-hmm. to go out and look at mm-hmm. Skills Future, look at other IHL, IHLs who, who are running CET courses. Uh, obviously, in Singapore, Skills Future gives you a, uh, um, a certain amount of money against taking on new courses uh, to help upskill and reskill you. But you're absolutely correct. The, the employer needs to, be, needs to give the employee the, uh, the, the platform to be able to do that. Mm. Yeah, because I was coming from the point of view that, you know, heading into 2023 and, you know, where the economic news is concerned, you generally have a psychology of an employee who's worried about the potential of a recession and they might go, hey, you know what, I just need to hang on to my job. I just need to work more, be seen more. And they forget that upskilling is actually the, the counter to that. That could actually cushion potential job loss. Yeah, and, and part of the reason for that is a lot of people still associate any kind of education and training, so upskilling in terms of what we're talking about today, Mm. any kind of education and training as I've got to physically go and take a class in the evening, I've got to do it three times a week, 
Uh, I've got to take uh, six months out of my time, et cetera, et cetera, which goes back to what I said at the beginning, which is that you've got to really understand as an individual what your work-life learn balance is. In other words, what responsibilities did you have at home? Where are you in your job? What's your, what's your workload? And, and what, you, what you have the capacity to do. And then that then drives you to the style of delivery, as I would call it. Mm-hmm. In other words, do you have the time to go to class mm-hmm. four evenings a week, mm-hmm. for example? Mm-hmm. Uh, do you need it to be a blended or hybrid kind of delivery where you're doing a little bit face-to-face, but a lot of it you're doing online? Mm-hmm. Or... Do you need it to be fully online? And the lovely thing about Singapore is that you have all those options yeah. available. Yeah. You've just got to go out and find them and get the right one for what for what your particular work-life learn balance will give you. Yeah, I did mine online over lunch, so just sacrifice lunch hour. That's okay. What else can we do uh, where the organization is concerned? I mean, we talk about investing in upskilling. Yes, employee attitude is important. Maybe some sponsorship, as you mentioned. But what else can be done to invest in this culture of voluntary upskilling, if I would put it that way? Well, yeah, I guess it depends upon whether you're talking about the organization or you're talking about the uh uh, the individual from, but the from organization. an organization yeah. yeah from an organization's perspective um, I think fundamentally organizations and businesses need to be serious about mm-hmm. upskilling and reskilling their employees you know a lot are but a lot that I've come across <laughs> aren't um, and and as I mentioned earlier they need to make training and upskilling a talent attraction engagement and retention tool mm. In other words, it's part of their whole objective of retaining employees. Mm. They need to give employees opportunities to have access to uh, CET courses, micro-learning courses, and obviously in Singapore, maximize the, uh, the skills future opportunities. Yeah. And, and you know, let's not forget a generation brought up online will expect learning to be like all their other experiences. Yes which is engaging, personalized, and available wherever and whenever they want it. And in order for an organization to give them that, because the expectation from the majority of employees is they're going to do everything online. They're going to use their mobile phone. They're going to do it, as you said, during lunchtime, <laughs> right, in Starbucks, whatever it happens to be. So, so what an organization has to, has to make sure they have is the best education technology platforms and courses available to continually engage their employees and help them upskill and reskill. This is not about delivering what I call compliance. It's about engagement and personalization. Mm, really crucial points there. I've been speaking with Nick Hutton, who is Regional Director Asia for D2L. Nick, I appreciate your time this morning. Take care and have a great day ahead. Yeah, thanks. Thanks a lot, and uh, uh, thanks for inviting me. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at moneyfm893.sg or download our audio app. That's A-W-E-D-I-O. Available on Google Play or the App Store.